Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode nine of season two of the Running Rams podcast. As always, I'm Gavin Bishow. And I'm Colin Struckman. And today we're going over the Rams win over AIC in a non-conference matchup and then looking forward to their matchup on Saturday against Davidson on the road. We got a lot to get into. Well, not a lot, but we have, we have some stuff to get into for you or I. So let's get into it. Karan Iverson clears it. Iverson gets away from the defense, dribbles into the forecourt. Iverson going up. He dunks it home as the buzzer sound. And Rody, the 8-10 champs. Odom. With four. Odom, 30 feet away. Jumper in the air. He's got it. has won it for Rhode Island. Seconds left to the corner. Shot for three by Stan. Terrell down to eight seconds. Gonna go right. In traffic, off balance shot. Thank you! Jared Terrell! And for the first time since 2009, it's Rhode Island over Providence with the Ocean State. Oh, wow. Terrell from outside. Steady puts it in. Again, before we start this episode, want to give a shout out to our social medias for this podcast. At, on Twitter, it's at Running Rams Pod, and at and on Instagram, it's at running.rams.pod. So I'll give those two a follow and support us there as well. Colin the Rams had a scheduled game against LaSalle at home, but it was the Explorers this time canceling or postponing rather due to COVID-19 outbreaks within the program. So the Rams got to work and scheduled the game against Division II in, uh, American International. Now, it's not the not the biggest school, not the best school, but it's a game nonetheless for the Rams who are on a 21-day break at the time of the game. So it was much needed for the Rams to get their uh, ordeal situated as they got ready for a time play to start in the week. So after, again, the long 21 break, the Rams, they were forced to postpone their game against LaSalle, and they had to settle with D2 American International for Sunday afternoon. This was a game where the Rams were never down and led as large as 20 points, and they cruised to a 15-point, 70-55 victory. The Rams were led by Makai Mitchell, who finished with 19 points and 8 rebounds. Ishael Amin had a bounce-back game, netting 14 points, going 5 for 6 from the field, and Malik Martin had a very solid showing off the bench with 9 points and 11 rebounds, a career high. Antoine Walker was the only player for the Rams who did not play as a COVID precaution and is expected to is has practiced with the team and expected to take the trip down to Davidson on Saturday afternoon. I mean, yeah, it feels like you have to win against double digits against a D2 team. Even if they are D2 though, they are part of the NE 10, my conference, Franklin Pierce, shout out, quick shout out. Um, but yeah, I mean, this probably could have been a bigger win. If the Rams hadn't played in a couple weeks, it feels like, yeah, they had to kind of dust the cobwebs off, maybe a little discombobulated, but still put together a good effort in this one. And it's it's good to get a game where the Rams can kind of work out those kinks after the COVID pause, hadn't played in a very long time. So wondering kind of how in sync they would be in this game. But I mean, I thought this was another solid bench performance from the Rams, 27 points from the bench. I mean, We've talked all year about Sebastian Thomas, Malik Martin, 
those guys have played such a big role for this team this season. I, I mean, they did in this game as well. So having those guys off the bench, adding that extra depth really helps this URI team. It feels like on both sides of the ball. Yeah, as I mentioned before, you know, Malik Martin, nine points and a career-high 11 rebounds off the bench. And Jalen Carey had a solid game off the bench, which is good to see after his solid performance versus Milwaukee after a near-month break due to concussion, which kept him sidelined. Had a solid performance against Milwaukee and then came off the bench and did well uh, against AIU. And some other takeaways, I know it's, you definitely tell there's some cobwebs. I mean, the Rams struggled early from the free throw line, which is expected after not playing in three weeks, but they definitely tightened that part up in their game. In the second half, they missed six. I think they went six for 12 from the free throw line in the first half, only missed one of the next eight in the second half. So that's a good little turnaround there. And another one that continued was turnovers. I mean, again, what are we still expect? This team turns the ball over and when you get three weeks off, they expected to do a lot. I mean, 18 turnovers against a, a D2 team is not good at all. I mean, they did have 11 of them in the first half. Again, they struggled from the free throw line. To, just everything wasn't going the Rams way. They weren't really shooting well. Makai Mitchell, even though he scored a lot of points, he struggled holding on to the ball, but rather have these issues and cobwebs. Get out of the way now against a D2 team, a solid D2 team, may I say, uh, AIU before a 10 play, you know, hopefully starts. We don't know when it will, uh, but hopefully it, it, it will start on Saturday against Davidson. So that's our quick little rundown against AIU because let's be honest, it's a D2 game and kind of a filler game to get this Rams team going. So the Rams were scheduled to take a trip down to George Mason uh, on Wednesday evening. We have it in our notes here, all ready to go. But news came out Monday that the Rams would not be taking the trip as George Mason had COVID issues within their program the Rams were looking to add either a conference non-conference whatever it is game on Wednesday but as of Tuesday evening which is the night we are recording there has been nothing so we're really not expecting much uh and the only other real news we have is that the Rams are trying to reschedule the game uh against Dayton at home the week of February 14th which is a Monday so not that day but the week of then uh they're trying to reschedule that game there was Thoughts that there, there was efforts to try to get that game rescheduled for this Sunday uh, as the Rams ended up taking on AIU. But, you know, with the new year, travel plans, it was tough for the Flyers to get to Rhode Island in time and, you know, it, it, in a comfortable ma- manner to play an A-10 conference basketball game, especially at a high level. You know, these two teams in, in the top half of the conference. So you never want to rush those type of things and skew, you know, uh, an outcome. So the Rams will be taking on the Friars. It seems that week there's a lot of other games rescheduled. None of the Rams games against either LaSalle or Dayton were given a permanent date after an 8-10 release. So the Rams will be taking on Dayton in the rescheduled game uh, in that February 14th week. But besides that, the Rams in their second part of this would-be road trip, they take on Davidson on Saturday afternoon at 2 P.M. Colin. I mean, this this feels like a huge game, and it feels like it's going to be a tough game to win for the Rams. But I still think if they if they keep Davidson close, I think they can hang their hat on that and be proud. I mean, this this Davidson team is just, in my opinion, by far and away the best team in the conference. I don't think anyone is as deep and as skilled as they are. They're the favorite right now to win the N.A. 10. They're probably the most proven team up there with Dayton so far in the conference. And keep in mind, URI has another shot at Davidson later in the year. I'm not saying they're going to 
totally lose this game right now. But, I mean, just in case they do, they have another shot at them. And I think there's there's still a decent chance you or I can split against this team. A Ryan Center game in February on a Saturday afternoon, I mean, that, that just feels like the perfect storm for you or I to get an upset there. I mean, that that's looking ahead. But right now, I mean, it's hard for teams to be – so close to near perfect in, in today's college basketball. But Davidson feels pretty darn close to that. Offensively, defensively, they're solid in both those phases. They average 78 points per game on offense. They have an explosive attack on offense. They have a great defense. They only allow about 65 points per game. They shoot 50% from the field. They rebound well. I mean, this team is incredibly well-rounded, and you're going to have your hands full on Saturday. For sure, you know, looking back at a crazy non-conference slate, Colin, for, you know, all A-10 teams, Davidson emerges definitely as the A-10 favorite. The Rams travel to North Carolina for their matchup, and it will be a toughie as they enter the home of 33-year head coach Bob McKillop and his Wildcats. Davidson, a team slotted above the Rams at sixth in the preseason A-10 media polls, are 10-2 and on the year, holding a road victory versus number 10 Alabama on their resume. So very impressive there. And then Davidson has handled competition and the combined record of the two teams they lost to San Francisco and New Mexico state is 25 and three. So the two teams they lost to are no, no bad teams, right? These are top mid-major programs. I would say two top 10 mid-major programs with the combined record of 25 and three and, you know, San Francisco, they're 13 and one, I think. So they've had a great year. So has New Mexico state. So, Davidson has, you know, hand played pretty well to their competition, especially, you know, beating Alabama on the road and their losses even show that, which is pretty impressive. Davidson is known for their international presence with their two main bigs, Luka Brad, uh, Brejkovic, who averages 12 points and six and a half rebounds, and Sam Menenga, who averages seven points and five rebounds, being from Austria and Australia, respectively. The reason, though, this team has succeeded so far is their one to punch of junior guard we've all heard before hung jung lee he's averaging 17 and a half points and six and a half rebounds out of australia and michigan state transfer foster lawyer he averages 15 points and three assists these two have been deadly from all over the court especially from beyond the arc where lee shoots 42 percent and lawyer shoots an outstanding 52 percent from beyond the arc so a def a team that has a definite uh, balance. They have a they have a great presence down low, and of course, they're known for shooting the three ball extremely well. It, it, when they beat Alabama, Bobby Killip was interviewed. I like this a lot. It, he was asked, you know, why is your team playing so good? And he said, well, I guess we just have good shooters because I mean, honestly, this team shoots lights out. So again, they're very balanced on the offensive end, and you know, it's going to be tough for you or I to beat them. But obviously enough, I believe the key for the Rams on defense has to be the thwart, the three-point presence for the Wildcats. I mean, Davidson is third in the nation in three-point percentage at 42%, and it can go on a run at any moment. The Rams have had success in the past versus Davidson when playing well on the defensive end and squeezing Davidson off the three-point line. I remember the games that they have won in the, the past, you know, in the 8-10 tournament in 2017. I think they held Davidson to under 60 points. They beat him at home with the Ryan Center that 2018 year. They held them under 60 points. So in, in the times that they've held Davidson to low numbers on offense, they've been able to win by double digits. So I think that's definitely the key for your main key for your ride. Yeah, it feels, it feels like defense is going to be huge in this game, especially going up against their two bigs. I mean, it feels like the Mitchell twins and Walker going to need to have a big game and your eyes to win the battle on the boards. I mean, Bradjevich and Menenga, they're going to hammer the glass, but 
URI's bigs need to make it difficult on them to grab rebounds and, you know, thwart those second-chance opportunities when Davidson's on offense. And then it feels like you need a huge game from your top guards. I mean, Shepard, Leggett, Elliman, they're carrying the load this year for the guards on URI. They, you need to have them shoot well, not be afraid to take the open shot if it's there. I mean, you've had great games from them respectively, but we haven't seen them play consistently enough this season. Yeah, so if they I, can all three of those guys show up, I mean, it feels like that's going to be huge. I definitely agree with you there. Back to the bigs, you know, keeping players out of foul trouble will be essential for the Rams as the Mitchell Twins against Brekovic and Menenga down low. And to no one's surprise, Davidson also shoots well from the free throw line. I mean, there needs to be an advanced effort of discipline on the defensive end for the Rams so that they don't get, you know, time taken away from them on the court and then also give this very lethal team, not only from three and on offense in general, but from the free throw line as well. There's no surprise there. You don't want to get Davidson free points from the charity stripe. And as you mentioned before, get and utilize the second chance opportunity Davidson ranks 287th in the nation in rebounding, and opponents have had plenty of success on the offensive glass, averaging eight boards on the offensive glass, which is, I think, ranked 50th in the nation for most offensive uh, rebounds let up. So I know I know it's hard to crash on the offensive gra- the glass due to Davidson's lights-out, run-and-gun style of offense, but if the Rams can su- successfully, you know, have a presence on the offensive glass while keeping concerned effort to get back on defense. I mean, that may as well be the recipe for success on Saturday afternoon against Davidson. Yeah. And then I would just say, you know, have a lot of production from your bench. I mean, guys like Sebastian Thomas, Malik Martin, Jalen Carey, their roles have elevated recently. And if, if they can provide that spark offensively and defensively, your eyes got a pretty good shot. That's going to do it for our preview of URI's game on Saturday against the Davidson Wildcats. At the game is a 2 p.m. tip in Davidson, North Carolina on ESPN+. Plus. We're going to get into the A-10 look around, more of an A-10 peek around, if we're being honest. There's been a lot of games canceled. There's been very few games played. So we'll go back to A-10 play kicking off on Thursday, December 30th. We had Fordham taking down LaSalle, 69-61. And here's a shocker. St. Joe's goes into Richmond, not only beats Richmond, but beats them by 27-83-56. Taylor Funk led the Hawks with 18 points. On Saturday the 1st, George Mason had a game canceled. They made up on the road at Kansas. They, they, they battled as hard as they could, but they kept it in respectable distance, losing to the Jayhawks. 76-67. So an overall very good effort from Kim English and his Patriots against a very good Kansas team. On Sunday, we had two games. Of course, you rise win over American International. And then R- Richmond, it goes on the road to St. Louis, but it's the home Billikens taking down the Spiders. 76-69, but behind 24 Yuri Collins points. So he led the way there for the Billikens. Looking forward to this week, we'll take a look at the games that have yet to be postponed. You have VCU at Dayton, 
Davidson at St. Joe's, and UMass at Richmond, all at 7 p.m. Wednesday the 5th. So a solid day for A-10 play. And then on Saturday, we have seven games in the A-10 slate. You have Rhode Island and Davidson at 2. At 12, you have Duquesne making the trip up to UMass. Dayton goes to the nation's capital to take on George Washington. Richmond plays a sneaky game at Rose Hill Gym in the Bronx at Fordham. Trying to bounce back, but I don't know. This could be a trap game for the Spiders. VCU goes to LaSalle, home of the the infamous uh, smoke machine. I don't know if you saw that, uh, Colin, it's all over Twitter, but you know how the Rams, you or I, they have now smoke machines for the starting lineups. Teams are getting it. And LaSalle has this new neon sign, and they have this little, little smoke machine. It looks like one of those, you know, you know, living in Rhode Island, you can't have real fireworks. Those like the Fourth of July fireworks are twenty bucks, but they do nothing, and they have a little spark. That's what it looks like, and it's pretty pathetic. But it's the way Lasalle does things in that old gym there in Tom Gola Arena. So, VCU goes on the road to take on an Explorers team that is struggling, and then our eight ten game of the week will give you our pick right after this. But St. Louis travels to Olean to take on St. Bonaventure, who has dropped. So far, the net, I think they're around the 110 area. URI, I think, is in the high 80, low 90 area. But St. Bonaventure, who was ranked to begin the year, is now in that 110, 120 era, area in the net rankings. They host St. Louis. Big game for them. And St. Joe's travels to George Mason. Should be another solid game on Saturday. So those are the games for the week. Again, not much for the A-10. So without further ado, let's get right into our picks. You know, it's been so long, Colin, since our picks. It's been, I think, three weeks now. So I'm just to say our records. I've been struggling the last two episodes. Colin, you're at 19 and 10. You've retaken the lead. I'm at 17 and 12. So you're two games up. So we have a couple of games. We have actually seven games this week, including our 8-10 game of the week. We'll start there, Colin. St. Bonaventure hosts St. Louis at 4 p.m. on Saturday. Who's your pick there? I'll go with St. Louis. You talked about how St. Bonaventure fell off. I still think St. Louis has been a solid team this year. Haven't really had any bad losses. They've had a really strong non-conference schedule, so I think that kind of favors them. I'll get the Billikens at home. I totally agree. I feel like the St. Bonaventure team, their strength is guard play, right? Oshun Osuni, he's not playing too well. Well, he's averaging, I think, 10 or 11 points a game, but this is not Oshun Osuni we've seen his freshman and sophomore year average a double-double over a 10 play St. Bonaventure needs guards to succeed and St. Louis has the recipe to attack. I mean, Yuri Collins, again, he had 24 points last time out against Richmond, really good player. I think that bounces, they match up really well. The Billiken zoo with the Bonnies. I think St. Louis goes in and defeats St. Bonaventure. Now moving over to our mid major game of the week, we'll hop over there. We'll go, we're going out West to the mountain West for Friday's matchup between Boise State, as they host undefeated number 20, Colorado State. It's 10.30 p.m. Tip, Colin, who's your pick there? I mean, I got to go with Colorado State. And, I mean, I I think this is a really solid team. They've got some great wins over Creighton, St. Mary's, and Mississippi State in the non-conference. Feels like the Rams are, you know, kind of under the radar for a mid-major team, another ranked, but they're not getting the accolades they deserve. So I'm going to go with Colorado State. As much as I, you know, I, I tell my friends when they talk about how good Providence is and how they're not better than Colorado State. Well, I'm like, well, they're undefeated. They have great wins, yada, yada, yada. But this Boise State team has been rolling as of late. In December, they went a perfect 7-0. They're on a seven-game win streak. 
They've had a little bit of a break, so I'm nervous to see how that plays out. They got games versus Wyoming and Utah State postponed. But again, this Broncos team has been rolling using an elite defensive attack, keeping all seven opponents in the month of December to 60 points or less. So I think they match up again well with Colorado State. They're at home. They're coming off wins versus Washington State, Fresno State, uh, Tulsa, Santa Clara. So again, some good teams there for Boise State as they begin to roll. They had a little bit of a COVID break uh, with a couple games postponed, but I think they get the job done at home on Friday night. Going into our top national games of the week, we'll start a game that's started tonight. Uh, LSU and Kentucky. The Tigers host the Wildcats. We made these picks before the 7 p.m. tip. So, Colin, what do you got there in that game in the SEC? I'll go with Kentucky. I mean, Oscar Shibway has made an immediate impact for the Wildcats. He's a rebound machine. It feels like the big man, that kind of era is slowing down college basketball, but he's reviving it. So I'll go with Kentucky. I'm going to have to go with the home Tigers. Uh, you know, they're 12-1. They're and one. They've played great all year. Their lone loss, of course, was their last game against Auburn. They lost by double digits, but that's what happens when you go down 18-1 to start a basketball game. They came back, held their own the rest of the game out, got it within single digits, tried to make a little bit of a comeback, but being down 17 in the first eight minutes is not going to help any team in the nation win. But besides that, they've been playing extremely physical, being very good on the glass. I, I, I like LSU, and as of right now, the game is knotted up at 28 points apiece with two minutes left in the first half, so... There's a little update there on Wednesday. I number 11, Iowa state host number 25, Texas tech on ESPNU at 9 PM. Colin, I'm going to go with the cyclones. You know, they took their first loss just last game ago, but again, another team that's been shooting lights out and playing very well on both sides of the ball. I'm going to take the home cyclones. Yeah, I think Iowa state's for real. They lost to Baylor. They played Baylor really close. I mean, that was the first loss. And I think this team is, is going to do some damage come March, but, I think they get the job done. Texas Tech doesn't feel the same like they were when Chris Beard was there. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Iowa State. On Thursday, a Big Ten matchup between number 20, Wisconsin, and Iowa at 9 p.m. Wisconsin, the home team here. I originally picked Iowa, but after we saw Jonathan Davis last night ball out as they took down Purdue, took down Purdue last night, number three, Purdue, Wisconsin seems like they could be the real deal if they can get Jonathan Davis, you know, playing at a high level. They're going to be a hard team to beat. They could be a top 15, top 10 team uh, and it, as, when this thing's all said and done with Jonathan Davis playing as well as he is. So I'm going to take Wisconsin. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, it feels like Big Ten Player of the Year. It feels like he has that locked up at this point. I mean, there's going to be some competition, but I feel like he's the front runner. I, I don't like either of these teams. Not a huge fan, but. I'll go with Wisconsin. I think they get the job done. Number 24, Seton Hall on Saturday afternoon, hosts UConn at the Fox tip-off at 12 p.m. Colin, who's your pick there? I'll go with UConn. I know Seton Hall is kind of riddled by the the COVID bug. That kind of slowed them down a little bit. So I think Dan Hurley can can get the win here. I, I definitely agree. This UConn team, they're not ranked anymore. They've had some tough losses to PC. They've lost to West Virginia. But in, in the past, you know, in those games, they're without their best big man, Sonogo, who's one of the best bigs in the Big East, if I were to say so. And against PC, I don't know if you saw this, but Tyrese Martin was basically playing with cast on. I mean, the, he had this bulky wrist strap on, and it, it t- like four minutes in, he was already wincing in pain. So I feel like 
as the season progresses, they'll get healthier and healthier and they'll play better and better. I feel like Dan Hurley and company goes into Seton Hall and takes down the Pirates there. And our last game on Saturday afternoon is at 4 p.m. on ESPN2, number 25, Texas Tech, host number six, Kansas. I'm going to go with Kansas. I mean, Kansas, they're a top 10 team for a reason. I don't know what they're going to do, you know, come come February and March, but, but right now they're a really solid team. And, I mean, Texas Tech, I, I'm always a Texas Tech fan with the style they play, but I think Kansas just has too many weapons and the Jayhawks get the win. I don't know, but I've got this weird feeling about Texas Tech. I mean, they're at home. Kansas, again, they played great all year, but look at the games Texas Tech have won. They have suffocated teams. Teams like Tennessee, they've kept them to low totals, and I just believe that Texas Tech, even though they I think they're going to lose to Iowa State. They're going to come back with some fury. Big 12 play is always crazy. There's always a couple upsets early on before teams get going. I feel like Texas Tech is catching Kansas at the right time, and they can take down uh, and and complete the upset against the Jayhawks there. So that's going to do it for our abbreviated episode. Only went over one game and previewed one as well. The Rams struggling with COVID and other opponents as well. So, Their game is, uh, again, on 2 p.m. against Davidson on Saturday afternoon. The A-10 looking to get games back going on Saturday as well with seven of their own. And a a great week for picks. I mean, we had seven very solid games with with LC. We can take a go right now, take a little score check. Uh, The end of the first half, it looks like LSU's gone on a 7-0 run. So to end the first half, LSU's up 35-28. to So that's in favor of myself. But again, uh, some more uh, good college basketball. Hopefully we don't have many con- uh, 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 cancellations because we saw that the last couple of weeks. Saw, uh, I think the last time we did picks, we had two or three games canceled or, uh, for our picks. So not like to see that, but we do have a great slate. So good week for college basketball. Hopefully the Rams can make something happen on Saturday against a very good Davidson team. So that's going to be it for today's episode. As always, stay safe and roadie, roadie, roadie.